This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Is there an issue of Amira La'akum when it comes to the laws of Shemitah? We know there's this concept called Amira La'akum on Shabbos. What about Amira La'akum on Shemitah? I asked the guy to plant. I asked the guy to plow. I asked the guy to, to prune. I asked the guy to harvest everything. I asked the guy to sell. The guy's going to do everything. I'm not going to do anything. So is there a problem for a guy to do work for the non-Jew during Shemitah? And if there is a problem, is that a problem Midrabanan or is that a problem Torah? What's the Allah on Shabbos? If a person would ask a non-Jew to do Malacha for them on Shabbos, would that be a violation Torah or Midrabanan? Midrabanan? Is that, is that Lakuli Alma? When I say Lakuli Alma, I mean, is that everybody here? Everybody agree with that here? What the doctor says? The answer is, that's the way we paskin, but it's not the way everybody holds. There are some, what we call, deos yechido. There is a das yachid. Das yachid sometimes means two or three sources, rishonim, that imply that asking a guy to do malacha for us on Shabbos is a isr daraisa. Is a malacha, perhaps even a malacha daraisa, we'll have to see why. But uh, we assume that if a non-Jew does malacha, for a per- non-Jew opens up the light on Shabbos, if a non-Jew weaves the baguette, if a non-Jew cooks the food, that would at most be an Isser Durabana. That's the way we hold. It's very important, it's very important to know, very, very important to know whether something's an Isser Durabana or an Isser Duraisa, because as we get into the Halacha Lamaisa Shailas, the first question that anyone's going to want to figure out is, well, are we dealing with an Isser Durabana or an Isser Duraisa? If it's an Isser Duraisa, it's more, that's a different set of uh, of laws, as opposed to an Issa Rabbanon. And obviously we're usually, generally speaking, going to be more lenient when it's an Issa Rabbanon than an Issa Daraisa. I'm sorry, Jordan. It, no, it might be different. It might be more. It might be worse. A poel, the achronim already say, a poel might be worse than just a friend. Asking a guy to do something for you as opposed to paying a guy to do something for you, you might have upped the ratchet a little bit by making it into a poel, in gener- generally speaking. I think that uh, some may even say that um, in certain contexts, even though ain't shlichus legai, that's only if he's not your worker. But if he's your worker, then in certain contexts, it can even be shlichus legai because he's working for you. Yes. Also, that's also true. We have to. We have. To, we'll get to that too, Amir Hashem. There's there's you doing the malacha. There's the guy doing the malacha. Then there's the inanimate object. Uh, which is acting very animately now, doing the malachi. You press a button or it does it on its own. So we'll have to get to all these questions. Let's just discuss theory for a minute. <clears throat> just to make the bridge. We've been talking about shviz, shemitah. Can we use that as a paradigm for Shabbos? Or can we use Shabbos as a paradigm for shemitah? So if you take a look at the psukim, you tell me what these psukim imply with regards to whether asking a non-Jew to do the avodas ha'aret during Shemitah would be a problem or not. The Pesach, the Pesachim say, in Parshas Bahar, Ve'edabar Hashem el Moshe Bahar Sinai Lemur. Can we see anything yet about the nature of avodas ha'aret in Shemitah? I don't think so. Because all it says is Ve'edabar Hashem el Moshe Bahar Sinai Lemur. So so far we haven't said anything. Right? Da'ber b'nei Yisrael v'mahat alehem. Okay. So far we don't have anything. But let's keep going. There's gonna... Ki sovo el ha'aret, asher ani no se'en lochem. You come to Eretz Yisrael. 
V'shav sahaarev Shabbos Lashem. Is that an Avera or a Mitzvah? It's a Mitzvah Saseh. He said in a positive way. The land shall rest for Hashem. There should be a resting of the land for Hashem. Then it goes on. You remember these psukim? Six years you can plant, six years you should, now you can't plant, you probably should plant, six years you should prune, and gather up as much tfua, as much grain as you would like. So, what is the nature Again, this might have been the first year when we saw what is Haaretz, but we're going to make it almost like the last year. What is the nature of Avodas Haaretz during Shavuos? Generally speaking, when we talk about the gather of a certain Avera of an Isser, we always want to ask, not always, but often want to ask, the famous Chakira, what we call the Briska Chakira. Is it an Isser Gavro or is it an Isser Chefza? What does that mean? Well, is it an Isser for a person to do work on his land during Shemitah or in the land of Eretz during Shemitah? That sounds right. A person is not allowed to work the land during Shemitah. So that's what it sounds like. Sod chalo sizra sizma. Just the language is written in the first part. Sod You shall not plant your field. You shall not prune your vineyard. I can't do malacha. It's on me. You shall not plant. The implication from that line, just from the Pashup Shat, the, the reading of the language of the Pasuk would imply, I can't do work. But if I were to ask someone else to do work, what do you mean someone else? Let's say I ask my neighbor who's also Jewish to do work. Okay, I didn't get the Avera, but, but he got the Avera. Right? So he's doing work. But let's say I would ask someone who's not even Chayiv in Shviyas in Shemitah. A guy doesn't have the Halachas of Shemitah. So I have seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach. Shabbos is not one of them. And Shemitah is not one of them. So if I ask a non-Jew to do work for me, so it should not be a problem. It says, Satcha lo sizra, you shall not plant. I'm not planting. The guy is planting. Now, it's true that I, it's true that he's planting for me, but Lamaisa, I'm not planting. So therefore, from the line of Satcha lo sizra, the karmacha lo sizma, the implication is, that to ask a non-Jew to do work for someone during Shemitah, the Shemitah year is not a problem. If that was true, which it may be, by the way, we'll see, maybe. Then the whole need for the Hertha Mechira, at least for doing the work on the land, there still may be a problem with the Kedushas Pero Shviz. That's a separate issue. But in terms of, can we continue to work? Forget about what we're going to do with the fruit. Can we continue, can we continue working the land during Shemitah? According to this initial sighting of the Pasuk, we would say, Actually, you don't have to sell the land. I keep the land myself. I step back. I'm not going to do any work. I'll have the guy do the work for me. Now, it's not going to be an Isidar It might be an Isidar But the Torah for sure, in this line, in this line, in this Pasuk, implies that to ask the guy to do work for you is only an Isidar Now, once it's an Isidar we have a little bit more wiggle room. We have a little bit more wiggle space. Maybe the Makom Hefzid, and we can work on some other coolers. We can throw them in. If it's an Isidar that ask a guy to do Malacha for you during Shemitah, then we have to we have to get rid of the land. We have to sell the land, and then it's not mine anymore. Then he can do whatever he wants. But if it's my land, and I can ask a guy to do work, then I don't mean, maybe I don't have to sell it. Or at least it's a lot less of a problem to begin with by asking a non-Jew to do malacha for you. That's, that's the first step. That's from the line, Sot Chalos, Sizra V'Kar M'Chalos Sizma. However... No, I think the Lushen, I don't know, to me, I'm reading it, Sot Chalos, it's more like the land 
Sotcholo Sizra? Sotcholo Sizra. What does Sizra mean? Los, yeah, who should not, who should not plant? It's not going, Sotcha, your land. Fine, it's your land. If it's not my land, then I don't have to worry about it. But it's your land, but what's the next two words? Sotcha. You can't plant. You can't plant. You, you don't, see, I, I'm putting the, the underline on the you, you're putting the underline on the your field. Sotcha. And I think they're, they're both right. Sotcha, lo, sizra. No, lo sizra. <laughs> lo sizra. Sizra. Lo izarea. That's not bad. Sotcha, lo tizarea. We know how to just change. Now, you'll ask, maybe that's what it says. How do you know that that's the right Nakudas? <laughs> we have a Misora. We have a Misora that's the right Nakudas. So, Satchalos says, you have a Karmachalosism? Or ask the local Balkari. He has a Misora. So, therefore, you hear what just happened? We just took the whole Hatamachir. We said, wait a minute. The whole Isra of doing Malacha during Shemitah can be knocked down to an Isra Durabana by just asking a guy to do it for you. So, once you have that, the Hatamachir becomes a lot more. Now, if you even sell the land and have to do the work, I'm like, you know, that's for sure not a problem. Even if, even if I didn't sell the land and he was doing the work, it wouldn't be an Isra Daraisa. You hear, you hear why this is important? This is often, in discussing the Hatamachir, many of the the, the machabrim, this is often the first discussion, the first issue. We assumed that you can't do the work if it's your land, and you can't have a guy do the work if it's your land, because that's probably true, at least the Rabbanon, so therefore we started with, well, let's sell the land. But the truth is, we can start with, even before selling the land, maybe asking a guy to do the work for you is only an Isidur Rabbanon to begin with, not even an Isidur Rais. So, would you agree with everything that we just said the last five, six minutes? Yeah? There's two other parts of the Pasuk. Not only that, let's go back to the first Pasuk. Not by Dabra Hashem Moshe Baharsinelim, or the second Pasuk. What does it say? We didn't skip this. Now, there is no direct commandment to the person. That's just this general statement. Which means what? The land shall rest. Doesn't say anything about you doing work, doesn't say anything about a good. The land shall rest. Now, it's very hard to say that there's a mitzvah on land. Land doesn't have mitzvahs. There is no mitzvah on land. Land don't have mitzvahs, animals don't have mitzvahs, arms, you know, people. You transgress Right, so, so that means it's still not a mitzvah on the land. It's not a mitzvah on the land. But there's a possibility of transgressing. I wouldn't call it transgress. You know why I wouldn't call it transgress? Because it's not it's not written in a transgressory way. I don't know if that's a word. It's it's a fact. It's a statement. Well, Anochi Hashem Alukach is also just a statement. And yet it becomes a commandment. And the Rabbim quotes that as the first mitzvah of the 613. Where's the, where's, where's the commandment? Sometimes Hashem makes a statement, and that's the commandment. Hashem's statement is the commandment. So is this a statement or a commandment? No one... Well, <laughs> it might be both. Right? So what do you think the 
There should be no one awake in my house after 10 o'clock. No one should be in the basement at 10 o'clock. There, should, there shall be no one in the basement at 10 o'clock. Is that a statement or a commandment? It's a commandment. The, the land shall rest. It is a commandment then. My basement shall be free of children. Everybody should be in their rooms. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's compatible. But anyway, you hear what's happening? So the point is here that maybe what we could say, maybe what we could say is that this, this line, Vashav Sa'ar Shabbos Hashem, is actually, it's not a low sassay. It's a sassay. And it's true it's not on the land, but it is on the people, Jews, maybe not even Jews. It is on people who live in the land that it's their responsibility to make sure that the land rests. Like Sam was saying, it's my responsibility, it's my commandment, it's my mitzvah to ensure that the land rests. It's not a mitzvah on the land, of course not. But there's a statement, the land shall rest, which translates into, I have to make sure that the land is in a state of being in a state of shvisa. Which would mean that if I would do work during Shemitah, if I would do work, I'd be in violation of two problems. One is, I sotchalos Sizra, And two, I didn't allow the statement, commandment of Vishav Sa'ar, Shabbos Lashem. But you can see now that there may be a difference between the assay and the los assay. The los assay, you, is going on whom? You. Who's the, who's reading the Torah? Did, it's not going, this is given to Matan Torah, the Harsinai, for the Jewish people. So if you're part of Am Yisrael, you are in violation of Sad Chalos Yisrael if you do work. If you were to ask a guy to do work, you would not be in violation of Sad Chalos Yisrael. However, what? It's still your field, but I did not do, I did not do any work. It's my field, I did not do any work. Oh, but it's still Vishav Sa'arashabas Lashem. Yeah. So you'd be in violation of the assay, but not in violation of the lowest assay. Right. Like that's this, that you mean over the, it's not a din on you. It's a din on you making sure that the chefza, the aretz, Eretz Yisrael, is in a state of shvisa. Now, it doesn't really matter if I do the work, if a guy does the work for me. And anyway, it happens, there's no Vashav Sa'ar. As a matter of fact, we may go so far as to say that if I have a piece of land and a guy, without even me asking him, comes in and just, you know, a good Samaritan, he sees that I need a good, a good, you know, planting, and he starts planting my field, I didn't ask him. I still would have to stop him. Why? It's not Sachalo Sizra. I'm not planting. I didn't even ask him to plant. But by telling, by allowing him to do it, I'm in violation of the mitzvah sasei or mimavatel, a mitzvah sasei of v'shav sa'ar v'shav v'shav So you see there could be a distinction between the assay and the lo sasei. So it's true that if only if I do the work am I in violation of the lo sasei, but even if I ask a non-Jew to do the work, I wouldn't be in violation of the lo sasei, but I certainly would be in violation of the mitzvah sasei of v'shav sa'ar v'shav v'shav This is not my, this is not my um, uh, insight. Rav Kook says this in Shabbos Aretz in the Kuntras Achel. Take a look at number three. We, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Rav Kook. Rav Min Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes. So I can look at the Rambam. It is. It is. No. No, it is. It's actually the statement. No, it is. It actually is. It actually is one of the six thirteen. Yes, it is. Huh? Yes. Yeah. 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 Pretty sure.
That's a very good question. Very good question. Excellent. You see that the Pasuk just said in Pasuk Beis, what does it say? Vishav Sarit Shabbos. What does Pasuk Dalit say? Not just Shabbos. Shabbos Shabbos. We'll have to see. It sounds a little familiar. Where do we find the concept of Shabbos and the concept of Shabbos Shabbos? Yom Kippur and, and Shabbos. Lenny. Doesn't it all come down to, I don't remember talking about what's the point of Shabbos? That also, yes. <laughs> That's a very, yes, 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 yes. We're not even discussing Shemitah anymore. But that, that would be a place to also go. Is Shemitah an Indian of Bitachon? If it's Bitachon, if that's the reason that we should learn bitachon, so then you're not really, it's not so, it's not such a test in bitachon by sitting back and going to the base medrash, but if I know that the goyim are, are running my field, you know, so where's the bitachon? Bitachon said, I'm not working the land. Yeah, you're not working the land, but they're working the land. The money's still, well. Or is it an act, is it God's direction to us that from an agricultural standpoint, it means we should leave the land fallow? Or a person should be learning more and not be working physical. Yeah. Right, so. No, that, no, I'm more fallow because that saying, leave the land for right. a year. Right, right. Right, yeah, yeah. That could be also, that could so be also. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the reason should impact this question is what you're saying. I think that yeah. is true. But the thing, the thing is that often, since the reason is not necessarily written, Clearly, even if we know the reason, even if we can suggest reasons, nothing wrong with suggesting reasons. It's hard to know and start applying the halacha based on the reason. That's what we call lo darshin and time in the Quran. Shachter always explains that it doesn't mean that we're not allowed to give reasons for the sukkah in the Torah. If we were, then the, the, the Sefer Achino can be taken away. If we weren't allowed to give reasons, he could take the Sefer Achino off the shelf and put it in Shamus. That's what he does. He gives reasons. Many of the Mepharshim, the Rambam, the Maranavuchim is filled with reasons for mitzvahs in Chela Gimel. It just means that you can give as many reasons as you want. But don't take your reason and say, oh, if my reason, if my reason doesn't apply, then the halacha doesn't apply. That you can't do. Unless, of course, the reason's written clearly in the Pasuk. If the, written, if the reason is written clearly in the Pasuk, then obviously the Torah wants us to take that reason and apply the halacha based on that reason. So it's a good point, but I'm not sure if we could actually learn the halacha based on the reason, unless the reason we find Mephorish in the Pasuk. Which I don't think we do. But let me just, Ezreal, just one second. If you look at Minchas Chinuch, let's see it inside. The Minchas Chinuch, Mitzvah Kof Yudbeis. Look at this beautiful language of the Minchas Chinuch. V'da, the Shviyis be'inyon echad, chomer mishabbos v'yamtov. So already we see, again, this is the bridge between Shemitah and, and Shabbos. You see, in one way, the Minchas Chinuch says, Shviyis is more stringent than Shabbos and Yamtov. The Bishabbos v'yamtov, Ika Iser al ha'ose melacha be'atzmo. When it comes to Shabbos, one is in violation. One does the malacha himself. But if it's by a guy who rakshvus, it's only a dirabana. Shvus means it's dirabana. Avo achyesh asay b'shabbos the behemto tzvichalishvos. It's true that there's an asay on Shabbos that one has to rest. But that applies to his behema. The halacha is that one has to, one would be in violation if his behema was doing malacha. It's called shvisas behemto. It's not a lav. You wouldn't be in violation of a lav. Although there's something called machamim, which is something else. But if one allows, is not, uh, allows his behema to do work, that would be a violation of shvisas behemto. And according to Beishama, your kalim can't do malacha. You can't even lend your kalim to someone who's going to do malach on Shabbos, even if they're not Jewish. Because there's a dinner of Shvisa's kalim. We don't hold like that. We hold Shvisa's kalim is not a problem. But we do hold the Shvisa's behemto. 
Look at the fourth line. Achshar Malachos. You go in Charisha, Uzriya. But other Malachos, Malachos, you know, Malachos Shabbos, they're not Malachos. Could go in Charisha, Uzriya, and all the others. Over him also be Atzmo Aval Ayadei Akum Eino over Klal. That's Shabbos. Shabbos, if you do the Malacha, you're in violation. If a guy does the Malacha, you're not in violation. Minat Torah. If someone does avodas if someone plows, plans, prunes, kigon shacharish sadeu ozorea okotzer al yidei akum. But if you ask a guy to do it for you, so what's the halacha when it comes to shmita? Exactly what we said before. Nihi, it's true. The halot asay shall avodas haaretz eno ki akol kosev lenochach sod chalos izra. It's true, you're not in violation of the love because you can't plant and it's not you planting. However, the assay of the Shabbos Lashem is not directed at you. It's directed at the land. So you're responsible, if you can, to stop people from working in the land. Even by a guy. So that's the Minchas Chinuch's law. The Minchas Chinuch is the one who distinguishes between the Asay and the Los Asay. Other Achvarim do it as well, but he does it in the clearest fashion. Asking a guy to do Malacha, Avodah, Malachas, Avodah, Sa'aris during Shemitah, asking a guy to do that Malacha for you during Shemitah, you'd be in violation of the Asay, not in violation of the Los Asay. Rav Kook disagrees, couldn't disagree more strongly. Yes? What are you going to do? What are you, what you're right. You, what, it's not yours. It still has to be sad. I mean, you're right. V'shav s'ha'aretz. No way to go. It sounds like it might be okay. He's making he's only saying you can't have a guy who land work for you. Yeah. I think what you're saying, and I think you're correct, that if you, on this, if you take the mentchasin, and then you look back at the psukim, to sell the land to the non-Jew should also be a problem. It's not the los assay, but you've been in violation of the assay. Vashav Sarah says the land should rest. You could have had the land resting. You went ahead and you sell the land. So you're in violation of Vashav Sarah. Just by, forget about the idea of you're not allowed to sell land in Eretz Israel. Forget about that. You sold, sell, taking the land and putting it in a, in a situation where it's not going to rest. I didn't do any malacha. Yeah, that's true. But you were responsible for there being a lack of Vashav Sarah. So maybe you should be in violation even if the guy owns it. I think that, that could be correct. I'm not sure if the Chinook says this, but that we would say this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that you're, I think it's more natural if you like the Chinook, the Mechaz Chinook, and you, and you read the Psukim, selling the land would be a violation, would be almost like getting out of a Mitzvah Sasei. And I think that's, I think that's what some of the posts can say. That the whole Hatamachira works, it works for everything. You're not in violation of Sotholo Sizra, but, but one thing that you missed out on is the Asay. And Rav Kook says not like that. Rav Kook says the assay is just, I'm sorry, the los assay defines the assay. The assay is not separate from the los assay. You can't be in violation in this context of the assay without the los assay. So, if the los assay says you can't plant, then that's how you'd be in violation of not allowing the land to rest. 
But if you are allowed to ask a guy to plant for you, then it's, then that's not a violation of Shaf Saaretz. The Shaf Saaretz and Satchalo Sizzar work together, that's a team. One defines the other. So anytime you're not in violation of Satchalo Sizra, that's not your problem, Vashav Saaretz. Take a look at Rav Kook. Rav Kook starts by saying, it sounds like you'd be in violation of even asking a guy to do malachim for you during Shemitah. In the second line, in the Shabbos Aretz, in the Oath 3, well, the Fizeh, Lorak, the third line, Lorak Sheesh Isr Torah, there's not only an Isr Daraisa, in Yisrael Oseh Savodas Aretz, Ayde Paulim Nachrin, not only can you not hire Nachrim, you can't even allow them to work even if you didn't hire them. Why? So Rav Kook says, that's the It's not correct. He has many proofs. Meaning, the Shechiv of Shvisus Haaretz still is on the Gavra, not on the Chepsus Haaretz. The Psukim definitely sound nice according to the Minchas Chinuch. But the Rav Kook proves the Iker Achiv the Shvisa who are Karkafta the Gavra. Only if a Baruch Yuva, a Jew, is working the land, then he's Mabatal Shvisus Haaretz. If a non-Jew works the land, that's not a bitl of Shvisus Haaretz. Why? It's, it's not a din in the chefza. It's a din in when a person violates the aveira of working the land, then the land has not rested. We don't look at it from the land's perspective. We look at it from my, our perspective. I have, a, I have an issue not to work. There's a, there's a prohibition not to work the land. If you work the land, then the land has not rested. If you did not violate the issue of working the land, it's true the land was worked, but it's not an issue of Shvisa Saaretz. This is the Aretz is defined by the Avera of the Satchalo Sizra of, of the Avera of Shvisa Aretz. Yes, it's real. Actually, perhaps uh, one way that is cloud, cloud. In a sense. Cloud. Right. It doesn't really... Right. It's very nice. It's very nice. In our context, it's Klal Klal Prat. Then it says Shabbos Shabbos and Yalla Aretz Sheishanim. Then no, but then then's the then's the prat sizma. So there is no klal klal prat. But if you want to write it now, we'll make it fourteen because that, that would work really really well. But you're right; it's like a klal prat klal. It's like a klal prat klal. Right, klal klal prat. No, yeah, yeah, they're being written right here. They're being written right here. How do you work with this? And I say different, is it? Yeah, the Rabbi Rucham Fischel Perlau in his Sefer, Sefer Mr. Rav Sadigo, he develops a lot of these uh, ideas, and he certainly says, and we know that very often the Yasei will apply in certain cases, but the Los Asei doesn't apply, and vice versa. Yeah, but anyway, that's, that's his, this is how it comes out, very simple, it's the Machlokas Rav Kook and the Minchas Chinuch. The Chazanish takes... Almost as, Rechazanish is like one, he's like straddling between the two sides. You see how he's struggling to, you know, to determine whether it's an Isser, you know, to ask a guy to do malacha for you, is it a violation of the assay? But you see that there's a machlokas between Rav Kook and the Minchas Chinuch. The Minchas Chinuch says, I don't, I don't sell the land, I own land. I own land in Eretz Yisrael. I ask a guy to do malacha for me. Rav Minchas Chinuch says, you have not violated the Los Assei of Shemitah, but you violated the Assei of Shemitah. And Rav Kook says, you haven't violated anything. You can't ask a God to do malach of you. That we know, but Minatora, you would not have been in violation of the Averas 
and the, and the, and the prohibitions and the whole chiyuvim and the tzivuyim are with regards to Shemitah. What I mean? What's his rayas? It's a good game. It brings mishnayis without going in. It's hard to go into the halachas now, but that's how he. That's a whole. He has a whole parak on on proving and and uh, that that there's, that there's no isra on the cheftzaharetz. He says and he almost takes it to an extreme. He says if there's an isra on the cheftzaharetz, so one of one of his uh, svaras is. So then, I could do everything right. My field, no one touches it. But my neighbor's field, he's working. So I've been in violation of Shemitah because he's working the land. You know, it doesn't say my land. It says Vishap Saaretz. That means anytime any land is being worked in Eretz Yisrael, so I've, I've been in violation of the Yasseh. It doesn't even say my land. It says the land. Which is almost impossible to say. It's not impossible, but it's difficult to say. There's a, I live in, I live in the Negev and someone in the, you know, in, in the Golan is, is, is violating Shemitah. So I've been in violation of Shemitah. Where do we find such a halacha? Where Veshavs, so he says it's obvious that it's just a one that the the, the love is defining the assay, and only if I violate the assay, the, the love, would I be in violation of the assay. This is one of his his logical svaras. If you would take the minchaskinah to the extreme, then it wouldn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I mean to say to say not to say what Rav Kook says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, but if it's if it's owned by a corporation, yeah, that's a good question. You should know that the, um, the, the in the beginning, in the beginning, not the beginning of the creation of the world, but you know, when this discussion became very halacha one of the suggestions that was given was um, it's only an issue to work your land. You don't want to sell the land because if you sell the land, then you've been in violation, perhaps, of Los Sachanim and selling land to a non-Jew. So just be mafkid the land. I'm mafka the land. It's not my land. And then I'll, uh, and then I'll go work it. You can't act like a bala. I'm not acting like a bala. I'll, 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 uh, yeah, right. Like right. right, okay, okay. So I'm not gonna take any apples. But, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll plant, you can't act like a bala in terms of the bitsir, in terms of the harvesting. But I can plant, I can, I can plow. That doesn't show bala side? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think, I'm not sure if Satchalo Sizra is an Indian of Bailas. The harvesting, we said, that's a violation of acting like a Baal. The planting is you can't plant. It's initial to plant. But that's only maybe if it's your land. So it's similar to what Yosef says. In other words, I'm not, I'm, it's not my land. It's not the guy's land. It's not my land. It's, it's Hefker. Is there an issue to work land in Eretz Yisrael that doesn't belong to anyone? But then you have to figure out, wait a minute. Does Hefker mean it doesn't belong to anyone? Or does Hefker mean it belongs to everyone? There's a whole, a whole hakir in Hefka. When you're mafka or something, do you say that it belongs to everyone? And the first person to take it is taking, you know, he, he's, he's becoming the, it's everyone, everyone has like a slight amount or whatever however you want to say it. Everyone has a possible, a potential stake in this. Everyone, everyone's the bailim and then, but it gives one person they had to become the full bailim. Or do you say Hefka just means it has no ownership? Let's say it has no ownership. That's a similar question, right? There's no ownership, or there's no specific ownership. It's owned by the corporation. Who's the corporation? It's not me. It's not me. It's not you. It's not him. It's, it's this, you know, this new entity. So the Raghachara has pieces on this, you know, the Tzibur. What's the Tzibur? Is the Tzibur just individuals that come together and make up a partnership? That's a Shutfus. A Tzibur is more than that. It's, it's a new entity that becomes almost greater than the sum of the individual parts. 
So maybe that, maybe there's no Isra on, you know, on, on, on the Tzibur. Maybe, so maybe, right, so then, so it's another suggestion. Don't be mafka the land. Let's make, let's sell Eretz Yisrael to her. We'll make a corporation. Israel LLP or LLC, whatever you want to call it, you know? Alright? So, it's a good question. It's a good question. Most of the postcom, almost every one of the postcom say that if you're mafka the land of Eretz Yisrael, you still can't work it. That does not take away from the, um, from the Yisr. Although I saw on Rabbi Asher Weiss's Sefer, he quoted the Nitziv, that said that if you're mafka the land in Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah, you can work the land during Shemitah. Amazing. He quotes the Nitziv of the Mesh of Dover. The Nitziv has a famous Kuntras HaShmita. So when I looked at the, at the Nitziv, so um, if you look at the new Nitziv, it says the next three pages were not written by the Nitziv. <laughs> They were written in correspondence, and we just put this into the Kunjul Hashemit. It was written by some Rav, I think, in Warsaw, and uh, I forgot the Rav's name. Uh, and uh, so we take, the Nitziv takes no responsibility for those, and that's where he says, if you're not going to land, you're not in violation. So we, we don't, we, we don't even have the Nitziv to say that. Um, the person who does the work. I mean, it's owned by the Tzibur. It's a Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael, the majority owner. I don't know. I don't know. It's also a question. Yeah, it's a good question. It's the same question, like, if you have, if you own stock. You know, so it's not, I'm not I don't, you know, if, if there's a corporation, and you own stock in the corporation, and the corporation sells chametz on Pesach, so, I don't really, I'm not really, it's not really mine, it's like, it's owned by this, you know, this general entity. So would you be in violation of owning Chomet during Pesach? Stock is Shutfus, yeah. I thought uh, it's a partner is it considered a partnership. Uh-huh. I thought it was more. I thought it was more of an entity. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's you have to create this corporation. You know, so it's a similar question. I think they yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, corporate partnerships themselves have the same criteria. How does a halacha look at a partnership? Maybe a partnership itself is more than just the two people. Maybe it creates a new thing called the Shutfus. I would have, it's, it's, it's a detailed question, it's a good question. I'm not sure exactly, you know, where to take it, but Lamaisa doesn't work. Yes? In American law, we have this concept of intent. What's the intent of the law? So I can't get away from that. Right. Right. So does anybody come out and say, nobody, nothing, no matter what you, you know, your brains come up with, yeah. the land should not be worked? Yeah. Um, do we have that? Um, yeah, yeah, we have some of the posts from saying that. The Torah says don't work the land. And not only that, but there's a bracha saying if you don't work the land, you're going to be blessed in a very big way. So what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What do you make, what? Don't be smarter than the Torah. What happens when you do that? And then you lose your whole business. Then what happens? Is the Torah not, so, that's true. No, so that, the, or, or the person's not giving the millions of dollars. So that's what many of the postcom said at the time. That's, that's not your business. That's not your business. All you know, there would have been a banana that had, uh, that had, it was poisonous and you would have eaten it, you would have died. Ah, you can go in that direction. Or you could say, wait a minute, the bracha may only apply when the mitzvah of Shemitah is Minat Torah and most of Eretz Yisrael is living there and there's a base Hamigdash you know that's when the bracha applies nowadays the mitzvah of Shemitah is not Minat Torah it's Amid Rabbanu because it's Tali and Yovah maybe the whole thing is Amid Chasidus according to the Baal Moshe there's no bracha at all if there's no bracha then let me sell the land then work it I might as well get a regular parnasa <laughs> there's no reason to shoot myself in, the, in both feet so maybe that's the answer so it's hard to know now we live in this world 
and we try to live in the next world, and that's the struggle here. Yeah, yeah it's a very good question. A lot of the posts can say you can go, you can you can do all the gymnastics that you want, but self goes self lamaisa. You're using a a trick to get you out of a shavsarit. That's what Shechta thought. That was his. I don't know. If, I'm not sure what he holds lamaisa, but one of his uh, points was you can't use a har. It's exactly on this point. You can't use a harama. You can't use a, a legal. It works. But let me say, it does work. You sell the land to a non-Jew, it works. You're not going to be in violation on the books of Shavisa's Aret. But self the land's not resting. So Rosh says, you're allowed to use a trick. When I say a trick, it really, a legal fiction that works to get you out of an Avera. But you can't use a haram, we call it a haram. You can't use a legal trick, a legal loophole to get you out of a mitzvah. It's not certainly not me discussing this. That's for sure, right? It's not me discussing this, right? Okay, fine. Uh, but I still want to. I still want my land. Fine. So I won't be. I won't be even me discussing this. That's fine. I still want to feed the family. I'll tell me this chasidus after the kids get their, you know, get their tomatoes. And then we'll talk about the chasidus, right? So that's part, that's a big part of the question. So now, now that we have that, again, that was the, it's, you know, the last thing we want to say, and we'll always continue, but, I mean, we have to chazer once every few years on, on these inyanim. But, uh, let's try to take this concept of a person being obligated not to, you know, or prohibited to do work, and then there's this concept of an assay where work cannot be done. Can we use that paradigm, can we use that model for Shabbos itself? So I want to just, we're not, well, let's, not, we're, let's just talk for another two, three minutes, and then we'll start from here next week. We'll see some fascinating things in the Pesukim themselves with regards to Shabbos. Take a look at the first passage in Shmuel's Parachaf. This should sound familiar. Why should it sound familiar? Because we read it yesterday. And does it delineate exactly who's not supposed to work in your household? Let's see. Exactly. Zachar is Yom HaShabbos the Kaddishah. Zachar is Yom is the Yom Ta'avod. Now we're going to be very sensitive to these words. Lo, what's that next word? What is that? What does that mean? What do the words mean? You shall, cannot, shall not do any work. Ata, vincha, vitecha. You, your son, your daughter. Avdecha, v'amoscha. Avdecha is your evid. What do you mean your evid? Your Jewish evid? Not your Jewish evid. Of course your Jewish evid can't work. He's a Jew. Evid kanani. Amoscha. Amoscha is funny to use the term Amoscha for Shifcha Kananis, but that Luchara is what it's talking about, right? Uvehemtecha. Yeah, Vehemtecha. Yeah, we just said before that even your animals have an is inyan of Shvisa's Behemto. Vegercha, Shabbatarecha, Gercha, it's not a, we're not talking about a Ger Sadek who's a Jew. We know he can't do work. We don't need to tell you that your friend who's also Jewish can't do work. You don't need to post tell me your guests who come over for Shabbos can't work. They have their own. So Gerich is probably like a Ger Toshav. Someone who's accepted seven misses Ben Enoch. He works for you. Maybe that's what it's talking about. We have to figure out what these Pesukim are saying. But one thing we know for sure. The issue is lo sasa komalacha. And it doesn't say anything about a goy. It tells you who can't do it. People who are part of your family. Right? 
So one second, one second. What? Go yes, maybe get told. I'm not. You have to. You have to mean. Yeah, it's a guy who um, who is, has accepted upon himself seven misses ben Noach, a special Kabbalah. So how come? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We have to see. Well, who's Gare talking about? That's a good question. It can't be talking about a real Gare, a Gare Tzad. It can't be talking about a, a Gare Tosha because he's not Chayvim Shabbos. Gare Shemobel Tavol. This 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 ways of figuring out who this Gare is. But that's not the point right now. The point right now is the line Lo Sasa Kabbalah. You can't do the work. I just want to point out. Let's be sensitive. Look at the next passage that is quoted with regard to the Shabbos, and tell me if you see a difference, and we'll continue next week. I always said, I said it three times, at least three, four times at the end of this year. One second, Lenny. Sheshis Yamim, what's the next words? Sheshis Yamim? What's the Tasem Asach of Yamashri Tishbos? Sounds quite familiar. Tishbos, what does Tishbos mean? You shall rest. So everybody should rest. Look at Shmos Paraklam and Aleph. Sheshis Yamin. That was good. Sheshis Yamin, six days. Not Ya'aseh. Ye'aseh Malach over Yom HaShvi'i. Shabbat Shabbat. Now it's not just Tishbos. Don't say anything about Tishbos, Lotaseh. We have this new concept called Shabbat Shabbos. On the seventh day, it doesn't even say you shall not work. It doesn't say you shall rest. It just it just says rest of rest. It's the rest. The seventh day is the rest of rest. What does that even mean? Kodesh Lashem. Right? And then again, very interesting. If you look at Vayakel over here, Perak Lamed Hey, Sheish is Yom Te'osem Alacha, we have these different concepts of, on the one hand, there's an Indian of Tase, Lo Tase Malacha, Tishbos, that goes on us, the person, the Gavra, the Jew. And then you have this other idea called Shabbat Shabbosom. And maybe Shabbat Shabbosom is including something much bigger than just you can't do work. So next week, we'll see a very important piece from the Tosefa. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.